You probably think I give you a hard time because you use audacity. Simply untrue. It's not your fault you were born on the wrong side of Adobe. There's no rule that says you can't record a podcast with a blue yeti. I haven't understood a single word that's come out of your mouth. That right there. I'm using a Shure SM7B. It's vintage and costs 4,000 euro dollars. Mecca Joe Rogan uses this mic. <laughs> Alright, well, now, now we're in it. Now we're in it. We're in it. We've uh, deep dove into the podcast. Uh, I've got my, my whole oh, body deep dove. inside nice. of nice inside of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm Will. I'm Adric. This is Kat that came right up to my face while yeah. we're um, doing this. Why we're, do we sound slightly different, Will? Uh, yeah, we are we are on location at uh, Adric's ancestral home. Bum, ba, da, da, bum, bum, bum. On twos, on location. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and th- this week we watched uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Yeah, the the new cartoon from Trigger. Two years after the release of the video game. That, that is weird. Uh, like, so they announced it in June of 2020, and which I'm pretty sure, yeah, well, I didn't, I need to look up when Cyberpunk actually came out. Yeah. Uh, I think it was September 2020. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 video game. It's weird to me that video games are on um, IMDb now. Oh, weird. Yeah, yeah, like the... Oh, weirder, weirder still is that uh, fucking Keanu Reeves is like third build on their top cast for this. <laughs> what? That's unreasonable. Yeah. Uh, gives a performance of a lifetime in that game. Yeah, he has given it a whirl. Uh, let's see. December 10th, 2020. So they did announce this before the video game came out. Yeah. It's just that animation takes a century. I mean, right. so do video games, but cyberpunk 2777 was announced in what took, like 2013 yeah, it only took like a decade yeah <laughs> and, and you know kept yeah and was, and was still broken <laughs> but uh, we're not talking about that we don't talk about video games video on this game. podcast we're not allowed to yeah that that was uh, before time this dog is just sitting on the ground growling at me every time i mention the word video game ah sorry yeah <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Cyberpunk Edge Runner, where a little boy named Davey they goes did. out and has a fun adventure. Yeah. Yep. Um, and nothing goes to bad. the top of the corporate ladder, gets yep. to the top of Arasaka Tower, and rules the world. Yep. And everyone's happy in the end. Yeah. Uh, this is a deeply sad story, Will. Yeah, we're, we're gonna spoil this thing, but... Go we watch did watch it. like all 10 episodes of it and it's good yeah it's very good so We're yeah out of the way this just is a go watch program. it yeah um it is sad and violent so if that's not your thing then either stick around for us doing a half-assed plot synopsis or don't or just your decision. yeah just let this play in the background while you do something else yeah it's mute, uh, mute this but play it all the way through it's um emotionally rough extremely excellent media yeah which god we were talking about this last night i think that that's like cyberpunk as a genre kind of has to be a tragedy to actually be 
somewhat relevant because the the only like reasonable ways that you're getting out of a story like that is everyone everyone dies yep. everyone gets killed by the bad corporations yep. because that's how you know reality works or everyone like fucks off to the moon or like or some just combination. Gets, yeah gets like <laughs> out outside of society entirely i feel like the cyberpunk phrase used is off world oh sure off world and like even those uh, those endings are still like tinged with tragedy oh um, yeah yeah because definitely like you have to lose something along the way for that to be a like good plot point yeah you basically have to die on earth mm-hmm. like there's there's no cyberpunk story that doesn't end up in in just like annihilation for all of the characters and like um what we were talking about yesterday that i, I really believe is that that's valuable like a, the purpose of a cyberpunk story is to like be a like hey guys don't let it get to this um do the math it sucks and every like it will oh, hurt yeah. everyone if we get here <laughs> There's not a good version of this, yeah. even in the times. It's, it's please don't make the torment engine. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's that? Uh, scientists have announced. Uh, uh, scientists at Procter and Gamble have announced that they've built the torment engine from, from the famous book. Please don't make the torment engine. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Zuckerberg is like, ah, oh, damn, brain dances look sick. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I wonder if I could get my employees to work harder if I flash lights at their retinas. God, we are kind of like getting to that because that that was like a whole thing that billionaires are basically talking about when they're talking about vr is like oh well you won't have to have like a nice a nice house with a swimming pool you can have one of those in vr and just swim around your dinky little apartment and it's like no (laughs) no i'm good actually that ain't it that ain't it my pool doesn't give me motion sickness and uh makes me feel like uh, a little bit sad and gross at the end of it. Yeah, well, and it's yeah, it, it's that whole like you know, the opiate of the masses. Yeah, <laughs> type of thing. Yeah, but this is like kind of not about that. Like, um, uh, there's very little escapism in this. It's it's a much... aside from all the people auto jacking on the street. Well, yeah, but they're not tons the, of people. It's it does happen a lot. He walks by a lot of people with jo machines, like just vibing on a street corner. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, you got the little cat kitty. scream in there. She loves <laughs> to sit in front of this mic. Right. Um Yeah. But uh but but the like main narrative itself is not necessarily about escapism in the like escaping into another world sense. It's very like grounded in like these are characters that are forced to live and engage with the yeah, reality it's, that they're in. Yeah, it's characters that are trying to escape from the horrible society that they live in. Yeah. Um and it it starts out we can we can just like get into the plot synopsis yeah yeah sure and because we watched yeah. all 10 episodes we're going to have to skim yeah uh david is going to school he's his, 17 i think so somewhere yeah. around there yeah i don't know uh his mom has to pay a lot of money for him to go to school she uh, works as a paramedic she's yeah a paramedic and he gets busted it like i don't know hardly any of that matters what matters is that uh his mom dies yeah uh, almost immediately in like it's kind of great how it's in the type of mayhem that later he is creating yeah absolutely and and there's a lot of like parallels of like this whole early setup section is used to show like 
how the engine of chaos in this world works yeah and like how collateral damage works and like to to kick it off with this because we have like later some like more direct parallels to characters that remind him of his mom and tragedies that remind him of the death of his mom but like this is just like two like groups of people in cars uh, driving on either side shooting at each other and they cause a wreck yeah and his they mom just shoot through his car and his mom dies well like gets hurt and then uh, oh yeah the, and then the trauma force or trauma team yeah so the way private insurance works in this world now is that you pay for premium plans of people who like fly in on uh yeah like, like airships. flying cars and zip in and they're like all right here's someone with a primo plan let's save him and it, anyway fuck the rest of these yeah. guys see ya <laughs> it's just like you know the extrapolation off of our current system of paying what is it like fifty thousand dollars for an ambulance ride right like zero percent different it's just it's more extreme which yeah that's kind of the power of this genre yep is to just take take what's currently going on and take what currently sucks in the world and extrapolate it to what's happening well in this case 50 years from now yeah um and uh as time progresses i'm like less and less convinced about the timeline but like the 2077 part of it basically doesn't matter no like you just you just bump that number to whatever is is more relevant based on the the future but like this version of the future has flying cars ish but still regular cars um it has like cybernetic enhancements out the fucking wazoo yeah and that's like the main um like power dynamic that's like the big like your one magical element basically yeah is that there's all this cyber tech now i was wondering because you've played the game and i haven't yeah so as far as cyber psychosis goes what it seems like it is to me is that it's adding extra function to your current nerves so at some point yeah uh you have basically too much function and your brain can't handle that yeah it's like your brain can't handle it and uh there's a a certain part of your brain in this narrative that's like uh or in this um sci-fi construct that is like constantly rejecting implants that you have and so it's like your ability your brain's uh capability of like integrating these implants into the rest of you and like specifically yeah you're just like getting way more sensory input a lot of these things are like augmenting your vision or your ability to like perceive uh time or like like... oh jeez uh-oh there's uh any person walking by um literally i think a crab apple fell out of a tree (laughs) uh we'll we'll cut around that one big bark and see how it is yeah um no no not gonna happen so what's the where where were we at? Uh, oh, we're talking about cyberpsychosis. So oh yeah. So what it makes me think of is like like it would be the reverse of a phantom limb. Yes, exactly. Where it's like you have this extra thing that you have not had before, and your brain has to keep up. Yeah, and there's like um, all sorts of ways that it's represented in this, but ostensibly it it's just like you know uh the the usual hallmarks of psychosis except that you have a power of a god inside of you right and so uh (laughs) except that the thing that's making you go into psychosis is uh 
also making you much, much more powerful and capable of killing people. Yeah. So our narrative sort of kicks off. Um, uh, there's also this concept of a BD, which as we mentioned earlier, is a kind of VR extreme. It like plugs yeah. into your nervous system also and makes you experience like the feelings or either just the sensory or the Jesus Christ. Like all, all of what would be happening while you're in whatever the vr scenario is that's that's all happening inside the bd or brain dance which is a kind of a weird term but yeah um it's one of the like anytime you make one of these worlds you have to build a like construct of all of these like silly words that mean all these things and i feel like it works about a third of the time. Yeah, it works fairly well here. I don't know. It's there was a question going into this of whether whether you would need to have played the game to understand like what exactly is happening in the show. I think I, generally I, the answer to that question is no. No, because I haven't played help. the game. I haven't played the game. I've, I've, well, I've watched way too much reviews of it. Yeah, but that's just because that one guy made the really Tim Rogers. Yeah, the, oh, that video the, like, is awesome. Eight hour review. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. But anyway, uh, uh, he David, our main character, one of his jobs is to like watch and tune these brain dances and he watches and we, we sort of observe firsthand somebody experiencing cyberpsychosis and, and like and just like i don't know killing a ton of cops basically yeah, yeah. this is like our first instance of the violence really kicking off yeah and which that's something to mention is that the violence is very very stark like yes. it is extreme like a lot of people just get blood misted and constantly just tore apart yeah it's like because there's this this like uh like people are generally stronger but there's still all of the meaty connective tissue most of the time that's yeah. like you know uh it still needs to hold all these pieces together and so oftentimes they stop which like <laughs> very God. violently speaking of all right do you have a, a favorite like of the oh, of man. the the fight scenes or a favorite I really like um, the the car chase that's kind of earlier on, actually, with when it's the two guys on the motorcycles, uh, the the two tire claws on the motorcycles chasing oh, after yeah. them after their first job that David takes on. That one's super good because you get a bunch of the like mono wire from Lucy, where she's like wrapping it around people's arms yeah. and then cubing them, um, and then the... you get that big gunshot from Maine at the end that just mm-hmm. obliterates that guy. Yeah. God, the one that I think of a lot is the uh, the one where they're it's the like the later episode. I think it was like episode eight where they're um, raiding that other gang to free their like. I don't oh, know, is that their, the time skip? Yeah, 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 yeah. The people that they're going to butcher. Yes. Yeah, the one where he uh, uses the the Sandivist and. Um, to get by this enormous thing turns out that guy has like the same or something at least similar enough yeah. that he can kind of compete winds up like 
Dave flips over the guy and then shoots him in the back of the head. But they show it at, like, Dave's perceived perspective. Which every like, time they do this, they have this, like, beautiful oh, yeah. onion it's skin effect. so good. Where you can tell that time is moving differently for different people by, like... For for David, his the power that he gets, uh, yeah, we can skip skip past some of that stuff. He he gets an implant. This is his first Im- big implant that lets him uh, slow down time and move basically at normal speed. Yeah, while time is he slow. does the flash shit. He does the flash shit, but they they portray it with this like beautiful onion skinning where he gets to keep moving, and you see the after image because that's what the people who are experiencing regular time are basically still seeing, and then. Uh, in this scene, this guy flips that same switch, and so you get to see him react in the middle of this bullet time. Yeah, and then yeah, Dave but but what over really him. makes it what really makes it is the fact that right afterwards they play it at real time, and it's just this like just like duck flip shoot, and it's it's so fast, it it's not fucking even half a rad. It's like yeah. a quarter of a second. This whole thing that previously took fifteen seconds. It's like such a brilliant execution of the time slow versus time at normal speed thing. Yeah, because we've seen that time slow effect a lot. Yeah. Like, you know, it was in fucking Avengers Age of Ultron. Right. It was. It's in all the Sonic movies. <laughs> it was in any movie with the Flash. It's just the way that you depict yeah. experiencing time. But I, I haven't seen someone do it in that way where they do the they do the paused version or they do the slowed down version and then immediately afterwards they just show it at normal speed and it looks amazing. I think that they might have done it in the Nightcrawler scene from X-Men, I want to say Evolutions? That was a cartoon. Um... Not the cartoon first class. One. First class. It's the one where Nightcrawler goes around and like, and like, uh, in live action goes and like moves where people's it... guns around and like points them at each other and like does all that stuff, and then it is like prancing around while doing it, and then it snaps to real time. Yeah, I forget that. But even that is differentiated in that, uh, he was like placing everything, setting up all the dominoes, and then the dominoes fall. Right. This is like a a replay. That I think they even yeah, do twice. Uh, just like the act. Uh, anyway, where were we at in recap? Um, uh, Dave's mom dies. He finds the Sandavistan, gets that installed in his back. Turns out it belongs to someone else, some big guy named Maine. Lucy uh, gets introduced at some point in this. She's like, yeah, they're pickpocketing they're like, people. Yeah, basically stealing chips out of people's necks. Yep. Which Naturally. is apparently a thing you can do. Yeah, you just—it's like a little micro SD card. You just click it in, and it pops yeah. out. <laughs> <Go> boop. <laughs> and then um, David it seems really his... weird that they wouldn't get like some type of notification, like your phone gives you, right? Like, oh, media disconnected. Yeah. Like, huh? Where? And and it's kind of implied that they must like recognize this somewhat because David has to use his time slow powers to like snatch it out of the air. Yeah and like pocket it and get away get enough distance away that it isn't um clear who did who did this but uh um so they they like team up and then uh 
Turns out that Lucy's a part of Maine's gang and and was just trying to get the get the thing back from him. Yep. Uh so he winds up sorting a way to get into the gang and do do missions with them, yep. which is uh I don't know. The rest of the first half. Yeah. Not too much more into that. But like it winds up him doing missions and then eventually Maine gets cyberpsychosis by, you know, getting too many implants. Mm-hmm. And uh that kind of like the gang implodes because well a lot of them die. Yeah. Maine kills one of them in like a, a fit of cyberpsychosis and then uh, one of them dies because they just find a guy in the midst of cyberpsychosis pissing on the street. Yeah. And he shoots this guy through the head. Yeah. That was a wild scene. Right? I feel like that was the like the the moment when it's like oh no anybody can die at any time yeah yeah and it's a it's a good like narrative delivery and a narrative tool like the the guy's the cyber psycho's hand like just like pops down and a gun yeah and there's a gun like just to the, the guy's thing. neck yeah that was nuts yeah um so yeah uh main dies kills uh, another one of the crew um in the midst of this max and tech is the they, like yeah mega they're police. like doing this uh they're doing this mission where they're trying to get information from some guy called tanaka yeah who apparently is in the game uh is he i don't that, think he dies i don't know co-worker was telling me co-worker was telling me that uh tanaka and faraday are both in the game despite the fact that they die in this huh um but i don't whatever i don't know that that's true i think your coworker's is a dirty liar probably make sure that they listen to this episode yeah <laughs> but anyway uh yeah so they were trying to get information from this guy regarding stuff that they're not even 100 percent sure what it is uh because yeah. they just work for this fixer named faraday who is the eyeball thing is probably one of my favorite character traits that exists in this whole game. Yeah. Or in this whole It's so good. Series. It's very like Evangelion. Yeah. Uh, uh, Lilith. Yeah. Where it's like three his, eyes stacked yeah. on top of each other on one side of his face. His left eye is normal and then his right eye is three eyes that are like stacked on top of each other in a very impossible looking way. Yep. Um, uh, Faraday does not exist. Oh, all right. Yep. Sorry. Whoopsie. Neither does um, uh, uh, his name uh, Tanaka? Tanaka. Yeah, Tanaka is not in the game either. Oh, all right. So get blasted. Well, I got yeah. You you you, you, you jerk coworker coworker. <laughs> um. Anyway, it doesn't matter at all. Right. <laughs> so yeah, they're in, they're in the midst of this mission to try to get some information about uh something to do with Arasaka, one of the big megacorps. Think of them as like every Google. Japanese company smashed <laughs> together with um, Google and Amazon. And then there's Militech, which I mean, is like Raytheon of... plus all the other military corporations. Yeah, it, it kind of is off of the, um, God, I can't remember the the, like, the Japanese name for them. But there is, there is literally just like a Japanese word that basically means megacorporation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's you know the the blank group yeah and it's just like oh well they run you know 
they make fucking cars and dishwashers and uh, face soap and just like fucking everything. Wow. Um, yeah, it's essentially that, and it's um, uh, it's it's based like cyberpunk media because of the time frame that it kicked off um, was during a time like in the in the eighties when there was a bunch of like uh like anti-japanese sentiment yeah there was a lot of you know just fear fear of japan as a burgeoning global power yeah so like die hard that's the reason why yeah the company the is the a japanese conglomerate within the united states like there was a um yeah just like a a general antagonism uh, about specifically the tech like the technological advancements that were happening alongside yeah like basically they were just afraid that you know japan was gonna surpass us as a global power yeah which is use technocracy to yeah crush us like i don't know it's kind of valid but they're not allowed to have a standing military so it's not all that valid in those terms like to some degree it's like the only way like it there there was this understanding in the 80s of like this new form of warfare of cyber warfare of like oh, yeah. draining people's bank accounts instantly and like money is electronic now i don't understand it what's Ooh, going on yeah yeah well and i don't know that's kind of stuff that's happening now yeah no where like, it's just like yep let's hack a place and then turn off all their electricity for some for like except uh it's half of a state yeah <laughs> or hey let's just take over this social media platform and make some fucking goon president yeah you know like it's real like cyberpunk has turned out to be the most real out of any of these horrors oh definitely than basically anything else um nakatomi plaza that's the the diehard one. Oh yeah that yeah. building's still around yeah it's like a fox building now. yeah yeah or maybe it always was yeah um anyway so arasaka is that in this media franchise um and then there's militech and there's a couple couple of other corporations but those i feel like are the two really those are the ones. only two that like really come up in the series yeah that have any presence here and um uh anyway so dies, this whole operation goes tits up and then time skip yeah to david being like just completely chromed out yeah. uh just has has a fucking mains old arm on and a basically <laughs> complete cybernetic body yeah like, he's like twice as wide as he used to be and like three times as he, tall he gets so much bigger he gets so much bigger it's unclear how much time has passed i don't think it's that long though i yeah, think it's like a couple know. of years at most yeah um but like god stuff that happens during the time skip he gets all buff uh rebecca gets her brother's hands uh her hands are so big and she repaints so them yeah it's very good I, I do like her character design a lot. Yeah. Just in... Because she's basically Harley Quinn. Yeah. But, <laughs> like, uh, with... Less baggage. And yeah. Slightly less baggage. At least less uh, talked about in the show. Right. There is some alluded to. Um, well, but- and there's also that very memed uh, 
the image where Dave goes to her door and she's like opens the door and she's on her tiptoes and she has her gun in his face. That's <laughs> so good. It's a very good image. It's a very good image. Very good character generally. She's oh, very yeah. funny. And yeah. The goes without I mean goes without saying because we 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 generally love this thing, but like the writing is really very good. Oh yeah. Um yeah, but, they do a very good job of like keeping everything moving at a very good clip yeah nothing's like slapping you in the face but there's it's not so subtle that a lot of people won't get the like the themes of everything yeah exactly um and it it has like the main arc theme but there's like many sub themes and each of the characters gets their own like like message that the character arc yeah can portray it's just yeah it's very good yeah the one character that like i thought was kind of done poorly yeah uh faraday um he's he's one where like all right i like his character design i like i like the japanese voice the english voice good god watch the dub yeah for one thing because uh it's Giancarlo Esposito and it sounds like he's doing an impression of himself it's it I I watched the entire dub and then we went back and watched well you watched five the minutes, sub or I watched yeah. yeah the entire sub and then and I, then I, I was like the we dub. gotta we gotta watch the dub so that you can listen to this fucker talk it was rough it's yeah uh, it was but rough <laughs> aside from that in the end what it he is like doing all of this backstabbing thing because like the whole thing is that oh there uh all that information was in regards to the cyber skeleton which is a thing that uh you can uh it's like a mech suit that just entirely hooks into you and you have to have a very high um uh cyberware resiliency or whatever it is to actually operate it um but arasaka hires him to get david into the cyber skeleton so that they can basically test it out and he they tell him that he has to like no one who knows about the cyber skeleton is allowed to live and his reaction is just like Oh, well, that's fine. I will just kill everyone else who knows about the cyber skeleton. And of course, they'll let me live because I am <laughs> because I am important. Surely me, who uh, Surely me, also knows main about character. it. Main <laughs> character. He does have main character syndrome, for sure. <laughs> he truly believes that, like, and and to some degree, like, you, I, I do see his argument a little bit because, like, there's a discussion much later yeah, where, where he's, he's like, like, oh, well, now I'm the only one who knows about it, so you have to put me on your payroll. It's well, like, he, no, no. He knows other things, that too. It. Like, he, he he is nervous about it until he has, he captures Lucy. So, and and has, like, additional information from Lucy, and then also uh, was using that, I think, as leverage to say, I'm the only one who knows how to get to David now. Because David was still wearing the cyber skeleton, but then David fucking shows up in that. Yeah, just shows up and fucking <laughs> and like, yeah, uh... <laughs> makes makes a gravity well on top of Faraday's head. Yeah, uh, yeah. The 
also the ending of this series is so so bleak there's so much tricker tends to do this very well where they'll have action and people talking at the same time and the action is fantastic yeah and like, the talking doesn't take away from it or feel unrealistic right that there wouldn't be beats to like say a couple of words or um yeah it just it just works and like doing fun things at time where you're like cutting away and then cutting back and replaying that same thing but those other two people were like in a car getting away so they had time to talk right and then you cut back to the two people who are in the middle of the action so you still get your mix of dialogue and um fighting and action without yeah without needing two super saiyans you know standing 10 feet away from each other monologuing for right three episodes <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, uh, Kiwi, one of the characters who I don't think we've mentioned yet, who's a, a net runner, who's like you know future hacker, um, who who trained Lucy, uh, um, betrays everybody, sells out Lucy, sells out everybody else, um, in, in order to to get out of Night City. Right. Well, and with her, she didn't know about the whole thing. Where it's like, no, Arasaka wants everyone who knows about this thing dead. So with her, at least it's yeah. like it more reasonable not justified but more reasonable yeah where it's like yeah you're doing a bad thing but there's a reasonable chance that you get out of this and there's it seemed like there was a part of her that believed that they like wanted lucy and david as assets back yeah and not to just like kill them so i don't know uh i i, I thought that that was handled pretty well and well and we had also just like, yeah we haven't really talked about lucy much lucy is the like other main ne- character yeah. basically yeah, you basically have two main characters. There's David and Lucy, and David is going down the down the rabbit hole of too much cyberware. Yeah, and, and Lucy's like trying to get out and like close all of the like cut off all the loose ends. Yeah, so that they can both escape basically yep. and go to the moon. Yeah, it's it's a, a I love how her character is is portrayed she like basically after the time skip drops out of the the main team so is no longer doing operations with everybody else but is instead going on these covert operations to target and kill anybody who knows about david and knows well about anyone her. who's getting too close to the information that david exists yeah. because that's basically what she they wind up botching the mission because uh she is looking into tanaka's memory and finds the thing about david where like he's put in this same category as like adam smasher and whoever all these other uh people who are cyberware adepts yeah go where it's just like oh no he can you can stick all the stuff on this guy and so we're gonna find the limits of how much stuff we can stick on this guy (laughs) go track this guy down so we can stick a bunch of stuff on him and that's yeah that's that's the like whole plot that we get into so we have this like cat and mouse game that's going on in the background between her and faraday and like uh she only gets cut down or like captured because kiwi betrays everybody right and um i just thought that was all awesome like everybody's motivations make complete sense here and like you you the math all adds up of like how the characters would behave in this situation um so yeah, uh, well, and I like how they put them on like kind of separate but converging mm-hmm. plot lines. Exactly. And one of the one of the uh, criticisms that I was reading of this thing was saying like, "Oh, uh, 
the the women are not are are just there as like objects and it's like no, no absolutely not at not. all like every single one of them has like like very clear objectives as far as what what they want and they they have a lot of agency yeah yeah and like like uh yes like lucy and i actually like this a lot lucy gets involved with david in like a a romantic relationship quite early on in the series yeah i was i was kind of not looking forward to when they introduced the new characters it being like a pining relationship for the entire thing right but they don't make it about that at all uh they make it about like the two of them like generally working towards each other's goals as part of a relationship and the problem with david is that he's not interested in preserving himself in order to like as a as like a part of this equation of making each other's goals happen well it's like it's that he doesn't even seem capable of preserving himself yeah and and i mean like a, a character who is like objectified by himself is david like he yeah. turns himself into a weapon in order to pursue the dreams of people who are dead in order to pursue the dreams of his mom and and the dreams of maine and uh, and that's one of the bigger themes of the whole thing is like yeah people either being forced to or choosing to pursue someone else's dream when you know they really should just be finding their own thing yeah and like because that that's in a lot of senses you know there's not a because it's a cyberpunk story i don't think that there was like a good ending a great ending possible for any of these characters but the only one who like truly gets anything out of it is lucy she still deals with everybody else around her getting fucked up and dying yeah basically but she pursues her own dream she did go to the moon she went to the moon that yep. was her dream Although I don't know, the moon kind of kind of seems like a like Disneyland. theme park. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's like so the tragic. Futurama actually. moon. Well, and that's yeah. part of the story too, right? Is that it's the Futurama moon one hundred percent? Yeah, is that like <laughs> uh, even that dream? Right, is like escapist and and sad and tragic and kind of only works as long as you're pursuing it, as long as you don't get it. And that's like what David says in the beginning is like, oh man you really want to go to that theme park basically yeah and she's like shut the fuck up it's my dream <laughs> what do you asshole and um well and it's also kind of in in this world there's really nothing more to aspire to than that unless unless you're just like oh i'm gonna become top ghoul on the top of the ghoul tower yeah <laughs> like well it's like top ghoul and top of the ghoul tower or top merc who dies a, a like like blood splatter yeah big there's bomb there's no death. clean way out yeah there's no clean way out and like in the game that's like a main theme of it is that there's a number of characters who are like obsessed with like just basically dying a warrior's death uh fighting the good fight and being remembered and that's the only thing that they really care about is like there's this whole thing where the afterlife bar, which is one of the places that they go in the show also oh, yeah. has a drink for every Merc who's died named after them. Oh boy. And you can actually go <laughs> buy a David Martinez in the game now. <laughs> God, that sucks. Doesn't that suck? It's, it's like, Oh yeah, I was the greatest warrior ever. And now I have a sandwich named after exactly. me. <laughs> and now Fuck. I'm two squirts of lemon juice yeah. over vodka. <laughs> like, ouch dude. And that's the tragedy of it. Right. Is that like, 
none of this shit matters and well um, none, none of it's going to change the actual societal thing it yeah. reminds me of that like like the thing that ursula k Le Guin had to say after the earth sea mm-hmm. movie came out where mm-hmm. she's like oh this sucks basically because they made it a singular villain rather than having it just be societal forces are the things that everyone has to fight against yeah. because it you can't actually defeat societal forces if you defeat the quote-unquote villain it's a hydra yeah yeah another head will pop up right and like they do that well in this i thought yeah like anytime that a villain is killed or like there's a guy who's who's like a bad dude that they wipe off the map it's just like oh gamer. someone else got promoted there's yeah. another one in fact uh that guy who just got promoted like probably made the plan such that this other guy died right so that he could advance a little bit further like that's the whole deal it's just like everybody thinking that until the the very moment that they're obliterated that you know i am i'm just like finding the next person to sacrifice for my come up right while being sacrificed for somebody else's it's it's brutal and god uh, david's last line in this thing is like he, he says uh in response to adam smasher who's like if there is a villain it's this guy in terms of like uh he is a, a force of nature he's, he's like a big monster man big monster man he's mr yeah. x in a cyborg suit um, but he's not even a villain so much as he is just like a weapon. Right. Um, but Adam Smasher is like monologuing being like, you could have been one of the great uh, mechazoids. And David's <laughs> like, like, I give a shit. And Adam's like, oh, okay. And shoots Blap. him. Yeah. yeah. God, that ending scene of the like blood splatter, like, panning out and going over the entire there's like the downtown district area there are these two like holographic fish that swim around and the mm-hmm. blood splatters like this sun rays that cover up this whole thing and then pans down and becomes those sun rays that are like coming down to the moon coming down yeah, yeah like like blooming over the moon that was a, a just unreal good last scene yeah they shouldn't have done rebecca like that though yeah everyone has to die (laughs) yeah i know which that is one of the funnier things to me is like looking on on twitter where people are talking about this and they're like (laughs) oh man what about what who will they have in season two and it's like uh Uh, no one there's two characters left yeah (laughs) two characters one of them's them's on the moon and really should not get involved in anything in the future yeah i was genuinely surprised that they didn't kill her on the moon i that they didn't just have like some arasaka goon come up and shoot her in the head oh man that would have been too much (laughs) that would have been too bleak one person has to live there has to be a final girl falcone may have lived yeah falco maybe got out yeah but man I, I I am a little surprised that she didn't just, like, uh, use little astronaut jets and send herself off into space, though. Like, bye forever. Anyway, yeah. uh, made it. See ya. Yeah, it is kind of unclear what she will do from now. Um, and I could see if there is a, a sequel to this, it continuing to follow her and, like... I, I don't think that that's even skip. the right way to do it, though. I think no, you I just mean, tell a different story. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
I'm curious if she's going to be the the DLC for Cyberpunk is coming out soon. I'm curious if she's going to be a character. Mm. I don't know if I like that or not. Yeah, you just get calls from the moon. Ding ding. Ding hello. ding. Hello. <laughs> That that was the other weird thing with the dub. I don't think you actually got any of those scenes. No. So with the sub, it's in Japanese and there's a lot of these like com calls and you have your like text that comes up on screen. And the text is in English. The text's in English, uh, but it's very much like how people text where it's like should like it, it has a lot of anachronisms that would be in kind of like a voice-to-text thing. Yeah. But they actually just vocalize everything in the dub. And that's, so that's it just like sounds wacky. Yeah. It sounds like garbage. doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it, it just like, it, it doesn't work. But yeah. that's... Watch, watch the dub. It's great. Yeah. Or the sub. Fuck. Watch the, watch the sub. It's good. Uh, I don't know. It kind of made me want to try out the video game. It made me want to play the video also game. Also, like I, I, I know that it's not the type of game that I would play all that much of. No, no, it doesn't seem like it for you. No. Anyway, you got a numerical review. Um, I, I don't, I don't even necessarily. What's a, what's a, what's a, uh, a joke for this one? Uh, twelve ounces of. Uh, whatever generic beer they drink in the whole thing. Oh, yeah. What the hell is that? It's one of the things that bothers me the most about um, the cyberpunk game. And, like, I don't I don't necessarily know that there's an easier way to fix this, but, like, all the food items in that game, it's, like, even the richest, fanciest people are, like, let's open a beer. It's the one beer brand. Clink. Clink. Here's yeah. the big... And, like, what, what, what bothers me about it specifically is that, like, in the extension of this world that we're in there's not one beer bottle there's twelve thousand beer bottles that are all made by one company you know what i mean they're yeah. the beer company and they make everything but it's not they should be making like an expensive brand yeah and yeah. even if it's the same fucking thing it's the same company that makes it there's there should be the flashy version of that thing but you should see the same logo yeah you know uh i'll give it Eight out of nine days worth of immunosuppressants. <laughs> That's a good, yeah, nice job. A lot of, yeah, a lot of those going on. Which, all right, do they explain that in the video game? Why they need immunos? Like, is it that your immune system is trying to fight off the cyberware? Yeah, it's like your so immune you... system is trying to fight off the cyberware, and the cyberware, in a lot of cases, it there's some component of it that like does the immune system stuff so that you okay. don't get sick sick yeah and so you basically just need to like yeah shut off your t-cells so that they don't destroy your own body okay yeah with your implants well good series good good series good good show yeah uh, what what do we got next week I i've got no fucking idea i don't know don't ask me that question now well thanks whatever everyone. that's all the Bye. dogs are gonna bark now goodbye <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, y'all. Big thanks to the composer of our theme, Miles Morkery, and to Bernadette Meeker, the artist for our thumbnail. We are Ontoos Pod on Twitter.com. Our website is Ontoos.club. You're the best. Good night. Good night.